I'm Father Ralph, and you're in the Red Room. Tonight, we have Henry Gluntz, Stead Sr., and Oxford Mann. Later, we'll hear from that guy, who I can't remember, but he's going to be here. That guy, actually, it's two. It's actually those guys. Yes, Graham Lorenz and Tim Oberlees, Stead's Juniors and Study Abroaders. Later, we'll hear good news and weather from Nikolai. With my co-host, Bobby Weltner, this is all happening here in the Red Room. Bobby! Father Ralph, wow, shaky start to the podcast, but great to, great to see you. Well, you know, I, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I like the reference. Wow, who sang that? Shumba no, Wumba. No, I can't remember. Shumba yeah, Wumba. Tub Thumping. <laughs> tub Thumping. Yes, yes, yes. But, well, Bobby, there is... But Graham and Tim, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm sure they're more memorable than you sold them to be. Oh, believe me, they are. They are. And you'll see. They'll, they'll sell themselves, each sold separately. Um, but, you know, I want to say there's just so much going on here. But I have to tell you something funny. It's not that I want to dwell on the robots that are here. But this morning when I was walking over to development... I leave around here about 8.30, 8.40. I get over there about 9 o'clock. Right around that time, I always kind of like walk past the dome and I kind of go out of my way and then arc around, go by Washington Hall and the Fortune. Well, all of a sudden, I saw something I've never seen before, and that is one of those Starship Grubhubs just sitting by a rock or just standing by a rock. It was immobile, mobile, immobile, uh, just plopped there. And so I took a video of it. I've never seen it. It was as if it was having like a case of the Mondays, you know, and it it didn't know what to do. And so then I came back from development and lunch at about maybe 1 o'clock, 1.15, and it hadn't moved. It was still there. Now I walk back even later in the day. It's still there. I try to offer it some coffee, and then I realize, no, maybe I should have offered it some like, you know, oil or... Mm. I don't know, some energy. A little charge, a little charge up. Yeah, maybe maybe it was having a, a binary, uh, was it a, a <laughs> confliction or something <laughs> yeah. of some sort? Yeah. yeah. Overload. Uh, yeah, yeah, code. Yeah, some some issue processing code. Yeah. It's probably just dead, right? I th- well, it has its light blinking, oh, like, you know, like it's always like it's moving, but it's not moving. Mm. So I don't know. I guess someone, I wouldn't want that. That, that Chick-fil-A in there, because it's going to be a cold Chick-fil-A no, sandwich. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, wow. Wow. So I wonder, do, do, do so, they get like a tow truck out there? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how heavy they are. They, they actually look like they're probably fairly heavy. I think you can lift them up because I know someone, not here at Stead's, but I know mm-hmm. someone in another hall uh, who picked it up and took it into his room, which is yeah. very dumb because it has oh, a G- yeah. GPS on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they didn't think that one through. No. But, oh, did man. Not. No, yeah, no. Well, I, I'll, yeah, I will be honest. I, I haven't seen any lying around campus like that yet. Wow. So, but but I yeah, I, I still think they're they're yeah not not good for campus. Not good I, for campus. I um yeah, I was telling some we, were, we had a conversation the other day at a dinner about these bots, and I was I was going back to my argument of just how they're not aesthetically pleasing, and two two of the five people at the table disagreed. They said, "Oh, we think they're very cute. We think they're good for campus because they're so cute." I was like, "Cute! No, <laughs> they're no, big. They're no. big boxes wow. that, with orange flags on top. Yes, yeah, cute flash. about them. Yeah, I no. mean, it's not like no. I mean, I, I know that there are some. You know, if, you, if, if you're into cute robots, I know that there are you know robots with faces and all that stuff that talk. 
These are not at all cute. No, they're not going to be cute when they come at you with guns and other things to take over this world and <laughs> well, make you their that, slaves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, folks, they are not cute. Believe me, it's it's Terminator. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Yep. Did you hear about the robot that melted itself to escape from a robot jail? There was no. this robot. This is a joke. No, it's not. No, this is actually scary. There was a robot with AI. It was placed in like a jail, like with bars. Yeah. And the robot was left there on its own. Well, to escape the jail, the robot melted itself. It was made of this material. And it was just like Terminator where it kind of like turned into Quicksilver. That's exactly what it did. It melted itself and went through the through the gate. <laughs> that's not true. I'll show you the article later today. I'm not I joking. Be, yeah, yeah I, it, it, no, it actually. I, no, no wait, wait, wait. You know what, folks? What we're going to do? We're going to stop this right now, and we're going to go look at this article, and we'll be right back. Okay. Okay, we're back, Bobby. Well, Father Alf, you read me the article, and and folks, you can you can Google this yourselves about a shape shifting robot made by a American Chinese a Chinese American uh, scientist. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the robot can change from solid to liquid forms um, when hit by a magnetic field. Yeah. So scary stuff there. So, Bobby, Very scary. Bobby, it's all happening, okay? I'm, I'm calling Homeland later today. Fortunately, I don't think our starships on campus have that, that feature yet. I don't know. Who knows? We, <laughs> I didn't even, we didn't even know they were coming. Yeah. <laughs> They're here. Uh, yeah. One day we turn around, there were a bunch of starships. That's you know? true. We, did they and come there, are in, more, there are more coming, too. Did they come They're in peace? We don't know. More to come. Yeah. Okay, for another episode. Bobby, what are you what are you watching these days? Are you watching anything? You can't be all study over there in the seminary. What are you what are you watching? I'm not watching anything actually. I to be honest, I don't know the last time I've sat in front of a TV. Maybe maybe the Super Bowl. I'm not joking. Well, Bobby, you are you are not with the kids. I'm not with the kids. You I cannot need, relate get, with the kids. You I need to get with it. You do because let me tell you, uh, the new episode, the new uh, 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 installment of the Mandalorian on Disney is out, and everyone mm-hmm. is watching it. I am not watching it. I am waiting until the series is almost done so I can binge watch it all as it was meant to be watched, like a movie. Yeah. Um, and then also too, you know, I'm always watching soccer. I'm I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. And Bobby and everyone else there listening, before you say you hate me, let me know let you know know that I already hate myself for being a fan, okay? <laughs> um, but here's something I've gotten into. What's that? Uh, Formula One racing. Formula One racing? Yes. Why, why is that? because uh, a friend and I started watching and now I'm hooked. It is there's so much strategy. There's so much uh, flair with the drivers and the teams. Now, when you say the so cap- much strategy, is there? I mean, is there significantly more strategy than NASCAR? Yes. Okay, and why? And why is that? Because it, the cars are slightly designed differently. Mm-hmm. And in NASCAR, the cars are all the same. Sure. And I think so. And um, on this one, you can put different types of tires. And depending on the temperature and all of that stuff, it really comes down to tires. There's three different or four different types of tires. Yeah. When to go take a break, when not to. Um, also, um, you know, uh, it's just the, the, the physical. Uh, I'm sure it's the same thing for NASCAR drivers, but the, the reflexes that these guys have to have, and, and the course keeps changing too. It's not like one big yeah. oval going around. I mean, it's, there's no. all this other well, stuff. Well, the, the one in uh, Monaco. The Grand Prix. That's Grand Prix. that's that's that would be one of the yeah. yeah that's so right. this week it's going to be starting up. I think it's starting in. I want to say Doha. I think this weekend. I'm not sure, but I'm going to miss it because I have to head down to Cincinnati for a wedding. Uh, Kevin Schmidt, 
a former Stedsman. Oh, yeah. And Maddie are getting married down in Cincinnati. But I'm going to tape it. Don't worry. I'm going to tape it, and I'm going to watch it. And if I can't tape it, then I'm going to watch it on Peacock. Peacock. That's where you get your show. Peacock. <laughs> now, are all Formula One races, are they all on, on real roads? Are they on streets? Or is it designed courses? Well, sometimes it's courses, and then sometimes it's on, like, Roads like it's yeah, like Monaco. Yeah, Monaco, yeah. and I think I think actually Detroit even won. There was some or Miami or some city yeah. is going to be doing it this year. I think Miami. Yeah. I think it's my, Miami. It's our yeah. friend Arturo. Arturo Si si. Quiero un mojito from Miami. But uh, AJ, we love you. Um, but uh, I would actually go watch that. That's actually a lot of fun. And then there's also the Netflix show, which I went over the and, and watched an episode at my friend's house, and it was quite entertaining. And there's so much backstory with these drivers and their and their captains and their engineers and stuff like that. Yeah. So. No, I, I see. I can get into watching some Formula One. I think because if it's taking place on the streets, it's probably beautiful backdrops. Um, I think it, I think it's yeah, a little bit more interesting than watching cars go around a track all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would love to. I would love to attend one. They mm-hmm. seem actually in Le Mans. There's a, there's a 24 hour race in Le Mans. Is that Le Mans? Yeah. Is that on track or is that is that also? I don't I don't know. I don't okay. know. I'm not quite sure, but uh, we'll find out. You know, because yeah. I'll be watching that the season starts. I'll be watching it. So probably delayed because you know I never get to watch TV when it watches. But you know, like we you know I'm on duty at one o'clock in the morning. Um, hey, it's probably good to keep yourself awake. You know, yeah. and, and watch a little else something going on. So um, something else that's going on, and I hope you're going to go. Uh, you're probably not. Because you probably got something going on, uh, uh, Bishop Bob Barron yeah, from from the Word on Fire Institute is in town, and he's going to give a talk over at the Duncan Ballroom Center. Yeah, at the Danky Ballroom at eight o'clock tonight. So I'm going to go to that. I saw him at lunch today. You know, he was in the seminary. He was over at Corby Hall? He, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was not at Corby lunch today. I was over at Roars, um, oh. and uh, he was in a corner with a bunch of people. Bob knows me, and uh, you know, but I don't want to like, oh, hey, Bob, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and be that guy. So maybe I'll see him as he comes in or whatever. But um, now, how do you, is that because he was in the seminary when you were there? He came and did a sabbatical. He was yeah. the rector of the seminary in Chicago at Mundelein. He had come down, done, did a sabbatical, and was with us at Moreau Seminary here at Notre Dame on the north side of St. Joe's Lake, and he stayed and lived with us for a year. And... I remember as a seminarian, uh, we would come down and we would always look for him doing mass because he was a great preacher. He really does have uh, that gift. It is a gift of the Spirit, and he has it. And he does a great job on on his YouTube um, Word postings, on Fire, Word on Fire, and, and and the app. And I and I told the guys, you know, like one of the things you can do during Lent, you know, if you want to do something different, how about this? Stop listening to the to all the noise you listen to. Um, in the course of your day. And I know that when you leave the hall, it's not like 2006 where people left in a herd, you know, walking to Mendoza, talking. Uh, People are lone wolves now, and they have their phone and their headphones in. Well, stop listening to your playlist. Stop listening to whatever jabber they're doing on that podcast. Listen to Bob Barron and his short little thing on YouTube. And it's probably the length that it takes from you to walk Mm -hmm. from Steads to Mendoza. You'll learn something about your faith. It's understandable, and you'll be able to explain it to someone else. Yeah. But most importantly, you'll be doing something that helps you uh, to help your heart and mind return to the God who that's, loves you. That's a great, and great advice. So that's I hope I no. hope that people go. I know. Amen. I, know. I, I listen to Bishop Barron's podcast, or especially his Sunday homily every week. Mm-hmm. But then also when I work out, I often listen to it to many mm-hmm. of his like other 
interviews or talks. Um, it's really good content to listen to. Really let me edifying. Let me ask you, Bobby. Do you listen to our podcast? I well, I'm, I do. I'll admit, I, I, I do. Yeah, I I often do. I haven't listened to all of them recently. Okay. Um, wow. Well, I just haven't had the time, but because I'm listening to I'm listening to Bishop what, Barron, or I'm make listening the time, to Bobby, Father make Mike Schmitz, the time. Or, or yeah, um, no, love love thyself. Oftentimes, <laughs> last semester I listened to all of them. Okay. This semester, I just old shoe. Yeah, okay. Well, I hope you're going to listen to the one that we do on the road when we go to Chicago. Of course. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, do it first. Well, well, we are, and I'm already I'm lining I'm lining the people up. So don't worry, we got them going. Yeah, but. We, um, but no, but yeah, I I, I second the um, the Bishop Barron recommendation, both for our listeners and for the guys in the dorm. I think, yeah, really edifying content, and uh, you can't go wrong. Yeah, and it's, it's a, Bob, yeah. Bishop Bob Barron. You know, Notre Dame tried to hire me. I think he respectfully declined, and they became a bishop. So I'm glad. Yeah. So anyway. it's, it's funny, actually. Quick story on podcast. Yeah, please. I <laughs> I um because because listening to yeah. Bishop Barron is very worthwhile, but. Once this this young man got accepted to KPMG, I used to work for KPMG, yeah. and and I was a couple years into the firm, and he was asking his advice. He was a senior in college still, asking asking my advice on what he could do to get ready for his, for work, you know, come the fall. And he said, one of the things I, I started doing was I stopped walking to class with my friends, and I started listening to podcasts on the tech industry so I can really gear up. And I said absolutely wrong approach <laughs> I'm like first and foremost life and business are about human interaction and people <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. so as a senior deciding not to not to walk with friends so that you can devote your life to listening to tech podcasts is, is not going to make you a successful business professional so I'm like let's rework that <laughs> yes, exactly. but if you are going to take the approach of not walking to class with friends or <laughs> and yeah. walking around listening to podcasts Bishop Barron's probably the best the best way to go. So yeah, yeah. And you know what else is the best way to go? Getting this show on the road. Get, let's, let's do it. Get it on. All right, Bobby. Our first guest tonight is none other than Henry Gluntz. Welcome, Henry. Hello, Welcome. You know, uh, you know, Bobby. He's not just a Stedsman. He's also an Oxford man. Yes. An Oxford. Yes. yes. Man. Wow. What does that mean? Yes. Well, don't sound too happy about it. <laughs> well, I meant I had one last year in Steds. Oh, oh, folks! You know what? Oh my God, he melted my heart, and we did and it, into thirty seconds. It's like he's like the guy that scores that opening goal in less than thirty seconds yeah. in a Premier League. Okay, but you got over that, and I got over that. You yes. got over that. You it's had far, many cries. Uh, pardon? You had many cries at night. A couple, yeah, yeah. My mom can attest to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me think. Those. Would, you know, would it be something you'd do again? You would want to do again? I have to give it a couple years. I have to make some money first. Okay. No, I talk about the crying. No, I'm just crying. trying. <laughs> no, going to Oxford. Going to Oxford, yeah. No, it's it was an awesome experience. I'm glad that I did it, and I would do it again, yes. Well, uh, how did you... How did so you, it, was a, it was a year, a yeah. semester, or what, what it was, was this? Yeah, it was an entire year. All of last wow. year I was there. Um, so I was pretty much a student at another university for a year. Uh, I was a wild experience, to say the least. How, well, how, did, how did you do this? I mean, like... Uh, I want to go live in Oxford for a year. Okay. And, I mean, how did you go? I mean, how, wh- what process did you do? Do you interview? Do, do you, you have to write an essay? Or you have watch a video and then make a donation? Well, uh, <laughs> um, 
as much as the donation would be nice, I'm sure. <laughs> the uh, the University of Notre Dame actually itself runs a program, uh, the Oxford program. Oh, the Oxford program, and the Oxford program is they do it once a year. They usually send three or four students over there for the entire year, and so you sign up for it in the junior of your your sophomore year. And you, there's an interview process with essays and all that jazz. You sign up for it when? In the uh, in like in the fall of your of you your sophomore year. Fall of your sophomore year. Did I say junior? You did. Oh, so gosh. your fall of I'm your not sophomore year. Today. Okay. Excuse me. That's okay. Fall, fall of your sophomore year. Fall of my sophomore year. Yeah. And um, oh gosh, well I was lucky enough to get in. I learned that around late late October, I think, twenty sixth. Okay. And so then I just kind of... Well, what did you do? Uh, I mean, did you write an application? I mean, like, I wrote yeah. an application, so I handed them a writing sample. Uh, that was an essay I wrote on the history of mathematics. I did that in my use oh, some freshman wow. year. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, just, you know, I had an interview that I thought went pretty badly, but evidently it did not go as badly as I thought it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and Is this for certain majors, or is it open for anyone? It's open for anyone who's not in the business school. Oh, oh, sorry, nice. Bobby. You couldn't go. Yeah, oh, I guess, I guess a, little, a little outclassed. Gosh sakes, I could have had a great year vacation without Bobby. You know, Bobby. the business, business students can be intellectuals as well. well I can. I know. I'm not saying they can't. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand this 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 two-tiered system in the college. Yeah, I mean, Second-class citizen. But wait, so you, you write an essay, you, you, do, an, you do an interview, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you, you stuck the landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how many people are you competing against? Do you know? I mean, like... I've never 20? been told. How I've many do you think? Told. I have heard estimates between 60 and 80. 60 wow. and 80 kids. And only four lucky. go. I was pretty lucky to get in. Wow. 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 My gosh. Wow. What a gift. That's incredible. It was yeah. a gift. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you enjoy eating in the famous Harry Potter dining hall? So, um, oh gosh. I think like the, the main Harry Potter one. That's at Christchurch College, and I never got to there, but I've been told that the food there is oh. terrible anyways. So. But did you at least walk through? Oh, of course I walked through, oh, okay. but eating in there, you have to know somebody, and they have to bring you in, and it's like kind of a bit of a big ordeal. Oh, and man. anyways, the food I've been told there is not very good. Well, sure. isn't it in general, English food is not good at all? Oh, you know, everybody says well. that, but I have to say, I actually really gain, I really gain an appreciation of it. So you oh, actually yeah. might not know this, but the, uh, the, I think the national food of England um, yes. is curry. Chicken tikka masala. It is. Uh, oh, 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 stop. Please. Please, please. That'd be like saying, like, the national food of Australia is pizza. No, folks. No, it's, no, it is. No, it's no, no. It sounds Father terrible, Alpha. but no, they, no. they, they, no, they was about There was actually traditional, traditional English, English food. food. So before I answer that question, I do have to actually genuinely say, they did, it, they did a survey. I think it was, I forget exactly who did it. I don't think it was the government who did it, but it was one of the big newspapers, and they said something to the effect, they just asked people what their favorite food was, and the national food that won was curry. Chicken Kiev, I mean, or Kiev now, we say. I, no, 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 no. That's cultural appropriation, and I'm, throw, I'm throwing a yellow well, card on it's it. true, Father Ralph. Okay, if we had... It's if cultural you, appreciation. <laughs> Have you ever had a tikka masala in, in the UK? Uh, no, I haven't. It's better because than I, it's when, I went to, it's when I went so to England, better. I ate English food because I wanted to see what English food was all about. It's becoming and English I found food. out what it was all about. It was called pass. No, thank you. <laughs> Did you have a full English breakfast? I had a full English breakfast. That's actually Beans, become my favorite. Stewed. That's become my favorite. One of my favorite foods. Wow, uh, that's, well, a, that's a step too far. Okay, that's a step I love too it. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, baked beans, the baked beans. The baked beans. I I genuinely liked them. 
I, I mean, they're good, but it can't be your favorite food. I mean, that's it's, it's my it's favorite a, breakfast. It's, yeah. favorite. He's it's a low favorite. bar, let me tell you. Yeah. But, well, don't I mean if but, you go, if you want a good breakfast, go to the dining hall. I mean, that is probably the best meal that they do here I at Notre Dame. I, my God's sakes, if I went to breakfast every morning, I'd turn into Jabba the Hut. <laughs> I agree. Well, um, for me, for me, best English food is like a really good pie, like a really good like steak and kidney pie. Those are pretty tasty. Um, you know, it has to be a good one. Mm-hmm. I would say the worst English food is a pork pie. Really? Pork pies are served cold. It is uh, a ball of pork surrounded by like a gelatin and then the pie. And the, and it's cold. And the ge- cold gelatin and pork in one bite is, is pretty gross. But again, it's pretty popular over the UK. So I don't know. I don't know yeah. Well, that. I just, you know what I do, folks? Just say no, like Nancy Reagan. Just say no. Okay, so the food is okay amiss. Um, or we can agree to disagree. On okay, that one. fine. Okay, I don't want any controversy on this show. Um, <laughs> see. Uh, but uh, so now you're in classes. I mean, what do classes look like? Well, um, it's kind of interesting. They do a very their classes there are very different than they are here. Um, so of course they have the lectures, mm-hmm. and um, well, the thing about British professors that you'll notice first is that they write a lot more on the board. I mean, pretty much every word that comes out of their mouth appears on the board at some point. Wow. Um, so I mean, you have the, your lectures. But along with your lectures, you have every week your tutorials. And that's for you in usually a setting with uh, your tutor who's you know either an older grad student very close to getting their Ph.D. or pretty much just gotten their Ph.D. They're just you know hanging around because the job market's not exactly the best right now, even in the U.K., or a full-on professor. I mean, um, they just sit there with you, and they'll talk about your problem sheet that you were given for the week. And you have to answer all the questions on the problem sheet before. Um, and technically, you don't actually have to do any of the problem sheets. So I actually, I met a girl. Um, she was incredible. Her, I forget her name, unfortunately, but she was blonde. That girl. <laughs> no, she was blonde. The reason why I remember her is That blonde-eyed, blue girl. I well, girl. actually, blonde I never got to blue. see her eyes because she was blind. Oh. But she... Are you just saying that to make me feel bad? No, okay. it, just, it worked out pretty funny. Huh? Okay. Um, but no, what was amazing is that she didn't do any for tutorial work whatsoever. There was only one class her entire time at Oxford she went to, like over all three years, because they do their degrees in three years there. and Because you only have to take your exams. That's all that counts for your grade. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Keep they don't have homework. Okay. But this girl ended up going to Yale Law School. Okay. Well, uh, wait, okay, you got me confused here. Okay, so you, you, you go to class, and uh-huh. then you have your tutorials. Do you have class every day or every other day? or It depends. I mean, sometimes you have your classes. I mean, I had one that was every day, um, and you'll have class every day. I mean, it depends on your schedule. It's kind of like, like uh, the U.S. where you have your lectures every day or so. Of course, they're not compulsory. Uh, I mean, the history wow. students never go to their lectures. I mean, because you can just they don't really care. All they really care about is that you do all your exam. So, so you don't you don't you don't do any homework. You don't have to go to class. You can you can go up the first day, or maybe not even go the first day, and just show up and take the exam and and pass. Well, you just take your exam with everyone else. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, was the most important part. Father, off. You walk around telling everyone that you go to Oxford. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. he's actually not wrong. <laughs> but don't tell anyone. I'm, I'm I'm tying I'm tying my tie in a half Windsor. At Oxford. Exactly. <laughs> Fair. You um, finish your days with eating messes. <laughs> Yeah, there were actually there were a fair number of eaten people there, as uh, hmm. you probably expect. Yes, indeed, indubitably. <laughs> yes. So, uh, what 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 is something that you found terribly surprising? Terribly surprising. <laughs> about Oxford. Oh, gosh. Um, 
I mean, I guess probably England in general is that they socialize very differently from uh, Americans. Mm. We are a lot more outgoing and extroverted than they are. And so, like, it's kind of interesting, like, going from, like, a British party to an American party. Like, the American party, everyone's, you know, doing what they do best, getting drunk, kind of just, like... Imbibing. Please, excuse me. This, <laughs> is, this, is, this is a family show. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, what we do best. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe... Okay, don't worry. We'll edit it out. Don't worry. Okay. It's well, okay. Don't worry. You know, they're <laughs> still in mental contention, okay? Perfect. <laughs> I mean, especially given that we're comparing it. Well, okay, well, anyway, so... Well, the English, well, the English, they'll drink, but they reserved. won't imbibe. They'll, they'll, like, sit around, you know, and do something like... Yes, they'll sit around and chat. Make a pose. No, like, but, like, unironically, they do. Like, it's... it's. I mean, like, yes, they also go to, like, clubs more than we, like, I guess... More than they we do here because you know they're they have they have to be you know they you can, they can start drinking at eighteen so they can go to clubs at eighteen, um, so I, that's kind of I guess why the clubbing yes. culture is a little bit bigger there than it is here although you know it's it's better than noobs let me tell you okay so so, so <laughs> what I'm hearing is the that takeaways they, from studying abroad in Oxford are fascinating yes they're well, fascinating and, and what I what I what I'm taking away here is that they when they drink they have their pinkies out. And they let their hair down when they go to Spain. That's yeah. where they really party. Well, that's, that's because they're not partying at Spain the house. Spain or Eastern Europe. They okay. go and just tear up okay. Eastern so, Europe. So they socialize differently. What is something that you miss about Oxford? What do I miss about Oxford? I miss all my friends there. I honestly do. The, 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 the blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl? Well, again, I don't that know girl. what her eyes were. I <laughs> um, but... Uh, nevertheless, no, I became not really her because I only really met her once. Mm. I was just very because she never went to class. <laughs> Fair, yes. Uh, no, no, this is actually genuinely true. Okay, um, yeah, just... I got to know all the people at the Catholic Center very, very the Newman Center there very, very well. Um, oh wow! Yeah, no, it was a lovely time, a lovely place, and a lovely community. I mean, they gave us weekly meals on Thursdays for free. Mm. And I do have a funny story about that. I'll have to tell Pray you. tell. Oh, can you tell oh. us? Or the other I, show? I think it's probably the, like the way to end it. I okay. Okay, I got you. Okay, you know what I found very interesting? I heard a story about Oxford a couple of years okay. ago. And that was, um, and these different colleges, in the Jesuit college, they found this picture was always like in their foyer. Mm. <laughs> and they thought nothing of it. It turned out to be a Leonardo da Vinci. Wow. It was multi-million dollar painting. And no one, everyone like, yeah, it's just a painting. That sounds very Oxford. Yes. Yes, indeed, doesn't it? Yes. Indubitably. Indeed. Indubitably. Now, did you, did you have any time hanging out with the, um, the Notre Dame study abroad students in London? Uh, yeah, actually, one of my very good friends, Charlie Aki, I visited him in London. Oh, oh yeah, quite a bit of fun there. Um, we went out. What did we do? So he took me uh, to the... He, he was able to join the a gentleman's club, the family-friendly kind, or more for, you know, the intellectual kind. Yes, say. yes. Uh, the kind like, where gentlemen like to hang out and smoke like the, cigars, a true like, the, like the Diogenes Club of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. That's it. And we went to the it was the East India Club. No, oh. usually only opened for people of the uh, who were descendants of members of the East India Company. But mm. yes. well, we we finessed, finessed our way in. Got to meet a Belgian prince there. That was a lot of fun. A dime a dozen. Oh, I know exactly. Then we um, <laughs> Wait, those are those are bishops, sorry, <laughs> in Rome. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did eventually. I did get to Rome at one point, and I did not get to meet any cool bishops, unfortunately. Well, we, you can meet one tonight. Exactly. Bob Barron is coming. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm actually I'm doing the mass. Well, fantastic. Oh wow! Wow! wow. wow. You're serving? Uh, no, I'm I'm the sacristan. He's the sacristan. Fantastic. He's the power behind the servers. That's a, yeah. behind every good server is a great sacristan. Yeah. 
And behind every great sacristan is the priest who usually does most of the work. <laughs> wow. So, so, so you went to Rome. What else did you do? Um, I did a lot of traveling throughout England. I went to Bath, for instance. Oh. I went to see Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Did you take the mm-hmm. Did you take the waters at Bath? Uh, unfortunately, you can't go into the water there. Oh, I know yeah. it's really disappointing. Oh. I mean, I really wanted to. It was bubbling and everything. So, oh my gosh, it was good enough for the Romans. Yeah. Exactly, it was good enough for Henry VIII. Oh, good God! He had his own like, little bathtub there. Wow. Yeah. So what? So you went to Bath. You went to Stonehenge. Um, what else? I got to Salisbury. Um, I went down. Do you have a south. steak? Do you have a Salisbury no, steak there? I did not. It's not a cathedral though. Okay. Um, it was beautiful. All right. What That's else? Okay. I got. Oh yeah. Uh, London was pretty cool. Um, that area. I think I visited a friend up in a small town called Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. Did you get down to Brighton, which is the Jersey Shore of uh, No, I did not. But I, I got down to, um, oh gosh, where is it? Southampton? No, not there. Um, what's the Devon? Big? Yeah. Land's End? There. No, not around Land's End, unfortunately. Pizance? Uh, it was around Kent. Oh, Kent. Kent was close. Oh, you went to Dover? Yes. Hmm. Dover and there's Canterbury. We got no Canterbury. That was Canterbury was lovely. Mm. Do they have? Do, is that where they, is, really is, nice is that where they make the eggs? The cream filled eggs. That's Cadbury. Oh, Cadbury. Uh, it's yeah. one of those berries. I knew yeah. it. Okay. No, Canterbury is beautiful. All yeah. right. It's quite right. beautiful. I mean, unfortunately, the uh, the cathedral was under under construction. But the, you there. can still go in or not? You can go inside, but like the outside was just very. It was it was covered. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was yeah I was living over there just well, I guess three years ago now. What were you doing? Or three and a half years ago. Um, well, so I, I did study abroad when I was an undergrad. I studied okay. abroad in London. But then I, I lived over there when I was working for KPMG. So That's really cool. I was based over there for, for a while. Yeah. yeah. Then you came back. Wow. Which, you know, you ever thought about going back, Bobby? Making it to a little, you know? I, well, I, I, would, <laughs> I would love to go back to London. Well, we, <laughs> yeah. we can make that any, happen. Anytime I can get no, funding to go to I London, need, I would gladly go. I need a little break. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> Here you go, Kay. <laughs> yeah. Any chance I can catch a flight on over spring break? <laughs> uh, I wish. I wish. We gotta go on the road. We're gonna go on the road. Yeah. Well, Henry, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Of course. Thank you for making yeah. some time to come talk with us. Um, you know, I want to go do this 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 program. Maybe they need a record yeah. over there at uh, at <laughs> Oxford. Yeah, no, that. Hey, be- you know, you could. Uh, they always need some good Catholic priests over there, and yeah, I mean, I could tell you, uh, it's very. They're always they're always in need of those you know of, of good moral exemplars. Well, fantastic. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll send someone else. No. <laughs> anyway, Henry, always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Bob. I bet you're going to do a great serving job as a sacristan tonight. Thank you. Make make sure you put out the ten dollar vestments for uh, Bishop Barron. I will make sure but, to do uh, that. Anyway, we're glad to have you back. Thank you, Henry. It was an honor to speak to an Oxford, an Oxford, Oxford scholar. Yes, an Oxford oh, man, wow. an Oxford man. Yes, indeed. Well, indeed. thank you. Yeah, pick you, you up. Love the day. <laughs> Bobby, don't you like that Henry? Yeah, Henry's great. I think, you know, I feel like the English rubbed off on him a little bit. I think he's so, still too. still got a little English. Yeah, in he's him. got a little English side to him, you yeah. know, but uh, we're glad to have him back, and uh, we have glad to have him over at the Basilica tonight. And I'll tell you one thing is I don't want him taking me to experience any English cuisine. Well, I, I, Father Rob, I, yeah, you got to... Yeah, whatever. No, you I'm got to open up a little bit. No, no, I'm, on, I'm, op- I'm so open... <laughs> You know? I know you would love a little delightful English pie. Yeah, I'm a good, uh, yes, a good place. Ex- exactly. You know? you know, Gordon Ramsay wouldn't even touch his own food, English food, with a ten foot pole. So let's just leave wow. it there. We're going to agree to disagree because we got to get the show on the road. Because our next guests are none other than Graham Lorenz and Tim Oberlies. Welcome, gentlemen. Well, thank you. Thank for you, Father. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, are you are you really happy to be here? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, and it, it, the weather is the biggest thing. You're rolling a dice, and I know. it was sunny, and then it's raining, and then I we can't complain that much. I mean, yesterday was beautiful. It was March first yesterday, and it was gorgeous. Here. It was yeah. meteorological start of spring yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that, guys. We're here to talk about your three month vacation in London. Oh my gosh, Bobby! This oh, is, is kind of like more a, folks this from, got, from from England. We got more folks. Yeah, this is like the the, the British spectacular. Yeah. Uh, so your friends we talked to earlier, Logan Wilson and Le, uh, Liam Corcoran, they were in Rome, and you guys were in London. So he was in Rome. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoops. Sorry. Take no, that all back, good. folks. I was in London. It's been so a it's busy half week. It's half true. No worries, Father. Yeah, so, so I spent my I spent my time in Rome, Italy. So okay, well, great. We get a little. We can balance a little all the Englishness out. So <laughs> so why don't you guys go all together? Why don't you guys all go to Rome or all go to to London? You guys broke up. You know, two went to Rome, two went to London. Yeah, I guess. Well, I'm just finance, I guess, and I don't. That probably influenced my decision to go to London. Mm-hmm. Although I don't say I wouldn't say I did anything finance related in London. So. <laughs> Besides, <laughs> certainly you spend money. In yeah, besides just spending a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. I think I think my motivation there is a little more just like plunging into a different culture than that. I think I was less focused on my, my schoolwork and more just learning a different language and immersing myself a little bit. Uh, I, I, I think immersing yourself in vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really was a lot of that. Yeah, that, that sentence took a much more virtuous turn than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I find it very funny, Bobby, that you know the two guys that went to London. And the two guys that went to Rome are not roommates. They broke up. <laughs> no. So one from Rome, one from you gotta London. Have, you got to have your space. You I guess so. Maybe to, to appreciate and enjoy. The honeymoon didn't last. <laughs> okay. That was yeah. planned. Yeah. Yeah. That was planned. That was it was planned. planned. All right. You can only spend so much time with Logan. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. We just had Henry, who spent a year in Oxford. Yeah. So, now, let, let's ask, did you like traditional English cuisine? Oh, I'm no. going there, Bobby. No, no, I didn't. I wouldn't even say I had it over there because I knew it was that bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I liked gosh. the Indian cuisine over oh, there. Oh, yes. I would say. Do you know what now? Let's see if you know. Do you know what the national dish of the UK is? Uh, no. I'm guessing fish and chips. But, uh, <laughs> well, it's a good guess. It's tikka masala. No way. Chicken oh, tikka masala is the national dish of the UK. Yeah. Yes, you did not know that. Like I said earlier, Bobby, that's like saying the national dish of Australia is pizza. <laughs> but it's not, because guess, that's not true. Well, and, this and, is true. No, yeah. Well, because someone at the Daily Telegraph said, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so you stayed away, and you had all the other great food that the Cosmopolitan City offered. What was your favorite meal? Uh, honestly, it was this little like hole-in-the-wall spot, and I took Tim there, too. Yeah. And it was called crispy rolls, and it was like little like sushi type rolls, Ooh. and it was real cheap, and it just tasted super good. Um, so yeah, who knew that imitation crab white fish could be so <laughs> yeah. good? And of course, I wasn't I wasn't the one in London, and I'm the one who made the mistake of ordering the traditional <laughs> breakfast. Not, Graham didn't really let me in on that, so I made the mistake breaking off myself and getting that breakfast, and that really was just not my forte. It was so, the beans well, Henry just said that's his favorite. No, food item. no. He said yeah. English breakfast. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't what, even look I, at it. I mean, I think it's I think it's okay, but it's not. Yeah. So what what just turned you off to it? The beans were just dominating the plate, and I just couldn't do it. And then the, the meat was kind of still bleeding. I just wasn't really all over it. But. For me, yeah. it's like the, the steamed uh, tomato. Like yes. The steamed, yes. Stewed. Stewed. stewed tomato. I yes. Mean, 
and I like tomatoes, but I think it just it doesn't go with the the, the morning the, feel the, either. Yeah. Do you know? You know, um, when I was in Ireland and had a traditional Irish breakfast, they had rhubarb. Oh, like, rhubarb is good. It is good. I love it. I was like, I could do an Irish breakfast. Leave the English breakfasts oh, yeah. on the other side of the Irish Sea. Because yeah. uh, I loved rhubarb. And I want rhubarb all the time. But no, you can't get good rhubarb. <laughs> got to go to Dublin to get some rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you got, you're in London. And, and, and Tim, you're in Rome. What did you guys, did you guys go, you know, jet setting? Did you go off to, you know, like mints for the weekend? Or did you go down to, to Mallorca for the weekend? You know, Ibiza, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Tim was I in Ibiza. I spent some time in Ibiza. We actually mm. went there the first weekend, oh. Logan and myself, and we had a great time. They still mm. had um, mm. shows and performances and stuff. Then. Did, you see, did you see any big names? Uh, David Guetta. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, so wow. that was a great yeah. time. Yeah. And he's, uh, it's funny because you don't expect it. You see him and you come there and he's, he's a little older and you, you don't really, uh, that's not what I associate him with because he's such a young, like, club crazy guy and, yeah. and he's on top of the table jumping around and yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I remember when he I was, break a bone. So I studied abroad in 2013, 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my, some of my friends got to see Avicii, rest in peace. Oh, wow. Avicii, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Which is pretty gosh. big. Yeah. I remember where I was when they announced that he died. I was on uh, yeah. I-5, <laughs> headed uh, I-95, headed north and off out of Miami. And it was almost as if, like, there was, a, there was just a sigh for Miami because it, it was such a shock. I was on a bus from LaGuardia Airport <laughs> to a subway station in, uh, in Queens when, yeah. I, when, I, when I heard about it. Is Avicii's it? death. Isn't that kind of funny? You kind of remember where you were when certain things happened. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Anyway, but anyway, so you had a fun time in a, in a beef. Oh, class? absolutely. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, he made the right call. We we were like, oh, let's be trend centers and let's go to the Canary Islands, which I had never heard of. Ooh. But uh, I don't think uh, I wouldn't recommend. I guess no? unless you're a really old person, um, because the beaches were cool. It was really nice, but just a lot of old naked people, which mm. wasn't uh, what I was looking for on the college uh, <laughs> fall break. Uh, no, there was there was a, there was a lot of amount. Especially there was this one dune area at the end of the beach, and we're like, let's go check it out. And then it was just full of old naked men, and we're like, let's leave. So. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. Choose your own adventure. Do you go to the dunes? Yeah. No, it's like a volcano. Don't go. Don't, Don't go. go to the dunes. Don't go. Don't go. Now, when you were in Ibiza, did you have paella? I did, and I did in Barcelona as well. Yes. Was it good Fresh. paella? Very good. Was yeah. it? Did you have sangria? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We went to. I went to like a paella cooking class, and so we're like, oh, we're gonna get this, you know, great, you know, Spanish chef, mm. and it's a guy who's just like from Minnesota. He's like, yeah, I'm just in Barcelona. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was good paella, but I mean, the guy was like American. Yeah. So. Now, for our listeners, we have we have here a FC Barcelona jersey. Yeah, they're so playing right Graham now. Graham is wearing FC Barcelona jersey, so. Did, I guess you went to a game when you were there? Uh, no, I went to the stadium, okay. but it was when I was there was the uh, El Clasico, the, the rivalry match. It was in Madrid, but I went to like a Barcelona bar to watch it, and I got a jersey and was rooting for them. They lost, which mm. sucked. But and as we speak, they're playing right now. Yeah, they're playing oh, again right now. Yeah. What a you celebration. Know, you, do you, have, you have to be very careful when you're in Europe of who you're cheering for. Mm. Oh, yeah. I found that out one time when I was cheering for the Germans in Dublin. And I was like in the back, and I was like, they scored, and they were playing like Sweden. And I'm like, yeah! And everyone like looked at me, turned around, and looked, and I was like, 
Oh, crumbs. Oh, no. <laughs> and there was a back door to the bar. I actually walked out the back door, finished my pint, and made a quick exit. <laughs> Smart move. Smart yeah, it's move. funny, it's funny well, you mentioned that, too, because uh, I'm sure Logan didn't share this last week, but Logan took it upon himself to wear a Real Madrid jersey when he was spending his time in Barcelona through the streets. Oh, And no. he thought that would be a funny joke, but they don't. They definitely no. don't take it that way. <laughs> and no. so I felt pretty unsafe walking the streets with them, going into <laughs> bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not associated, but um, we definitely got some looks that afternoon. So, well, and, and also, right, that part of Spain, they, they see themselves as a different culture, right? It's not just like it's not just a Yankees Catalonia. fan. It's right. not just a Yankees fan wearing a Yankees jersey in Boston, which is bad in and of itself. But this is like, right? I think that compounds the whole yeah, issue. I mean, it, you yeah. know, like there's a whole lot going on here. There's yeah. a whole lot of. Yeah. More stuff going on underneath the surface. What I was going to say is I made it to Camp Nou for an FC Barcelona game. Cool. And it was a great night. I, I randomly ran to one of my good friends from high school. She was as there it always happens. What, did she have blonde hair and blue yeah. eyes? No, she was brown hair. <laughs> tall, beautiful girl, though. And um, and I got to see Messi score twice that night. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. great. Yeah. 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 Now, getting back to the paella, you know, you know they never say it's, it's not about the chef. It's about the ingredients. So look at it that way. So uh, you may not be enjoying paella now, um, but what do you miss about your different places? You know, like you were in the eternal city, you know, just the history, being walking around, you know, and, yeah. and all, you know, all the noises and maybe not the tourists, but like, what do you miss about Rome and, and, and London? I mean, come on. I know. We had the pleasure on Tuesdays of having an afternoon class where we, we went for three or four hours and we would just walk around and sightsee. And I think the historical component of that and just like soaking that in and being able to learn a little bit. It was just so overwhelming because you, you turn a corner and you, you can't walk 10 feet without, you know, there's, there's a, an hour-long history you could hear about it with your, your professor and such. So it's just, I felt like it w- I was there for a very long time and I was satisfied, but also I, I felt like I didn't even scratch the surface and there was so much more to learn with that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably just the view, like Notre Dame has such a great campus over there. They've got like a housing and then a separate building for schooling and you walk across the river and it's the just Thames. Very, yeah, the River Thames. And on one side, you got like Big Ben in Parliament. And then on the other side, you can see down to like St. Paul's and downtown. And the sunsets are just so beautiful. So really just like mm-hmm. the walks to and from class. Mm-hmm. I really liked that part of London when I visited too, because it's just such a different world when you come to Rome, because we were just living in apartment buildings. And our, it, we weren't at a, a Notre Dame campus. We had a John Cabot campus. Oh, um, yeah. Genovese Caboto. Yes, yeah, as I say. <laughs> so did you notice that um, the pace of life, even though you're in two major capitals, you know, the pace of life must be different than that of even here on campus. I mean, so what do you notice? Was it faster pace or did they... Do they enjoy moments of life, like, you know, having a cafe, Vienna, uh, instant coffee or something? Like, what, do you, what, do you, what did you notice about life in these cities? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was really telling, well, one, there's a million pubs, but two, you know, you walk by at 10 a.m. and they're all full, you know, just everyone's getting a pint. Mm. So I, like I you like, do, like you do. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, and uh, yeah, so I, I feel like kind of that culture where... You know, after work, you go out with your buddies and get a pint. We did the same thing, like, after school versus be like here, you know, the culture is maybe more, you know, super work hard, work hard, less play hard. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and building off of that, I mean, I feel like that's the same kind of thing I noticed in Rome. 
um, people are way less focused on their work lives. Yeah. It just feels like <laughs> they don't, they don't care what they do. They don't care like yeah. how many hours a day they're working. It's like they everything else is more important to them. And that's like the beauty in that. It's like taking it in a little slower um, and just pulling that away from their culture and kind of bringing it into ours. I feel like it's important. Wow. Isn't there that, that saying, uh, someone told me, you know, Americans live to work and Europeans work to live. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and, there, and there is some truth to that. Absolutely. I really, you know, yeah. Even my Dutch friends, you know, um, they get the least amount of holidays in all of Europe, and they're very upset. Um, but uh, they said, you know, like, you know, it's not a very religious country, but, boy, you better give them two days off for Pentecost. <laughs> and let me tell you, <laughs> the whole country shuts down. You know, you know, Get your bread, get your food, because that country is shut down. They're all about their holidays when they finally get it. And, boy, they, they enjoy them, and they use them to the fullest. Yeah. And the Sundays, too. I mean, I, I love it that, that, you know, there's nothing going on. I mean, like, at least in a, in a Catholic country, you're going to go to church or something, but they're, they're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I, that, that's the one thing. I mean, when I, when I worked and lived in London, oh, that was fantastic. Because, yeah. yeah, it was just, you knew you were getting off much earlier than you would in the U.S. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Well, no, I know we always joke about this. I always talk about, you know, you just had your three-month vacation. Um, but what would you say to parents listening to this podcast um, that when their son says to them, well, I want to go study abroad. Well, I don't want to pay for a vacation abroad. You know, you're going to stay here on campus. I mean, what is the benefit, would you say, to studying abroad? There must be something tangible because the university has really thrown a lot of resources. Like you said, we have campuses uh, in, in, in London and, and in Rome, and these places aren't, you know, shoddy places. I mean, they're primo, primo spots. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's... The classes there, I had mostly British professors, and it's really, you know, kind of a different learning style. And I, I felt like I learned a lot, but it was less intense than my classes here, um, which is kind of like I come back here and I get annoyed because I know it's possible for me to, like, learn a lot, not in such, like, an intense way. Um, so just they were really, like, laid back and cool, but at the same time we're able to just, like, speak off a bunch of facts. So... I really like my professors. Uh. I agree with that. And I also think um, that it it sounds funny, but it, it forced me to grow up. And that was my favorite right. part of Rome. Um, and I think it was a very hands-off experience um, mm-hmm. from the people in charge over there. And I think sometimes at Notre Dame, just because the resources are so, so great over here and there are so many people involved and invested in your life, that... Um, Sometimes you, you have too much help, and I feel like by you know delving into the abroad experience, um, and, and they're totally hands-off, and you're learning to do things on your own, and traveling is already a huge burden once you're over there and things like that, um, it really teaches you to like live on your own, and it kind of prepares me, I feel like, for working in a city you know, in the near future and things like that when I'm finally going to be like not having as many roommates or as much help. Um, Wow, get out of my mind, guys. That's exactly what I would say. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, the semester abroad is, yeah. I mean, it's got to be the most valuable single semester I had in college. And and the classes are fantastic. And you get you know, this, these um, integrative learning experiences that you don't otherwise get in Notre Dame in the sense of I took an art class there, and I'm not an art person, but I took an, an art history class. It would be a three-hour class every week. The first half would be in the classroom in, the, in our London um center and then the second half we'd we'd hop on a tube or, or walk across the street and actually go see the piece of artwork hmm. in person wow. in, the, in in one in one of the museums there wow. and it was just fantastic i mean so 
Yeah, pretty cool opportunity. Well, I think I need to take some study abroad time. You know, I need Father Ralph needs a little study abroad time. You know, be rector. <laughs> well, you could be rector. I know. I, well, I don't know. If I, I don't think so. I'll, I'll pass on it because I really do want a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Graham. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for coming in and sharing your thoughts about your vacation slash learning experience. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having us, Father. Yeah, thank you, guys. Time. It's great to have you back. Oh, yeah, thank you. Speak for yourself, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, don't you like Graham and Tim? Yeah, absolutely. And they're much more memorable than you sold them on the intro of the show. Well, you know what? I just had a, I just had a moment. To, a I had a moment. moment. I had a senior moment. And I will admit my age. I'm not an ageist. I embrace my age and the gray hairs that are coming. <laughs> I move a little slower. You know, Think my eyes are a little dimmer. <laughs> You know, the light isn't shining as bright as it used to be. But you know what, though? I tell you, I think maybe I need to go over to Europe to get a little tune-up, you know, a little uh, well, st- yeah. spring in my step. You know? I don't know. I think life in Europe would only slow you down. I think it could be a, more, a certain but. joie de vivre that maybe has <laughs> been a bit diminished with the age. But that is up for debate. But that's not what we're going to talk about now because we have Nikolai. So let's have some good news and weather with Nikolai. Nikolai, welcome. Oh, the Red Room never disappoints, so I'm so glad. Well, and neither do you. You're like the you know the mailman. You always deliver. Oh, I sure do. So no matter the sun, sleet, rain, snow. Uh, literally the weatherman. Yeah. Anyway, so I've tell got us some great things to say. Give us so, some good news. Last night was Mike Bray's final home game, and oh, not okay. just oh, his right. final home game, but a victory at home. Which, okay, that's good. Which we need that when you're down seven losses in a row. He must have won. given a little win one for the Gipper speech or oh, something. Win one for it was Bray. a top twenty five win, which was. Hard to come by this. It's hard to come, exactly. So a great upset, and you know what's even more exciting is you know after the fact, twenty three years, Mike Bray has never been to the linebacker lounge, so he thought for his last game he's got to do it. Oh my god, I find that hard to believe. I I find that hard to believe too. So literally, I couldn't think of a better place to be Wednesday night than to see Mike Bray at the backer. Unbelievable, and you know he really he put on a show, taking photos with students, and just. Living it up as his last time. Wait, so coach. did he announce this beforehand, or was this? Yeah, he a announced. He announced it like the day before at a press conference, saying there's going to be no curfews tonight. We're all headed to the backer, and I've never <laughs> oh, been geez. in 23 years. That's amazing. That's so amazing. he brought the whole crew. The team came, and it was a last hoorah. Real quick story about Mike Bray. Once I was out to dinner, we, my friends and I, came in for the f- first game of the football season, 2018. We played Michigan Labor Day weekend. Game was on Saturday. We won. It was a great night game. Next day, we went out to dinner at Roos Chris Steakhouse on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mike Bray was there at the oh. bar. We said hello. <laughs> we said hello. We, none of us knew him. We were like, hey, Coach Bray. Well, the waitress comes over, and she goes, gentlemen, this is a group of 13 men. Gentlemen, first round's on Coach Bray. Wow. wow. And then after he was done with his dinner, he came over and stood there and talked with us for, I'd say, about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Wow. That's awesome. He didn't know any of us. He just said, gentlemen, how you guys doing? And we were like, Coach Bray. And, yeah. he, and he was like, what questions can I answer for you? He's a great guy. He's a great guy. I mean, I used to travel around with him for nine years, and the stories I could tell, oh, he's a fun, yeah. fun guy. So <laughs> anyways, it's a lot of fun. It's always fun to travel with the, the, the basketball team. So They have got a lot of great stories. They do. They do. They do. So. And so our next bit of news, which kind of goes in the sports world, is hockey did a great job last week at another upset. So Notre Dame oh is upsetting up a storm. Okay. And we beat number four Michigan, swept them. Beat them on overtime twice, and uh, which means we get to host the hockey tournament here for the Big Ten. Wow. And so we jumped up to the number four seed, and we'll be playing this weekend. So that's another bit of Irish sports great news on campus. We're just 
upsetting up a storm here. That's fantastic. This is much better news than the the football news of your concussion oh, last week. Exactly. It's thing. It takes time for things to turn. So it's turning. It's turning into a good. It's turning. It's turning, it's, Bobby. Oh, it's, and it's churning too. It's churning. Oh, yes. Ho, ho. <laughs> and then last but not least, it's student well-being week at Notre oh. Dame, which. Okay. You know, I didn't even really realize that till the week started, and mm. there were therapy dogs in the dining hall, and like you get to, you can like pet them. It's, you really don't get to see animals around here, besides for the freshmen. Oh, give at, me a oh, the, the freshmen at Soren. The dogs are. It's like a dog park oh. around here. I saw dogs get in a fight today. The squirrels fighting the is the real the worry. The squirrels oh my. look like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might be as big as dogs. You know, the squirrels. You know, squirrels are very territorial. They will. I mean, they will get into a fight. But that's not the point. The point is, it's, it's student, student well, wellness exactly. week, and you know, with, as well, there was a bouncy house on South Quad. Oh, I saw that. It, so you know, I don't know how much that's really doing for well-being, but it's it's performative in the very least. It was got your attention. Yes. Are they are they are they giving you um, like uh, any candy or anything else like that? You know, they did give out some treats on Tuesday for Student Wellbeing Week, but you know, there's also Brain Power Week, so they decided to give out oatmeal and a few other things. Brain but, Power Week. So, kind of give you that last little bit of fuel for midterms this week and heading into next week, which sure, sure. was well needed. Absolutely. Now, how are you feeling? Are, oh, you, are you all I'm back to fully back to normal, back. 100%, awesome. back in the classroom. Doctor said I'm not if I was a player, I wouldn't be cleared to start banging my head again. You're but, still in concussion protocol. But exactly. <laughs> well, but, but you know what? I'm academic. He's he's clear. back. And how about you give us some weather? Oh, back and better than ever. And so for our weather, you know, it's getting gloomy. March 1st, you think the birds are chirping spring, but no, it's going to be 30s to the 20s for your highs and lows in the 20s. Yeah, and nine inches of snow tomorrow. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah, four to nine inches. What? I'm not telling the weatherman anything he doesn't know. I was getting there. I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is terrible. I did not know any of this. (laughs) Sorry. Winter front is coming in and coming in hot, or I should say cold, because it's going to be. It's so hot, it's cold. (laughs) It's so cold, it's hot. (laughs) This is the first time the segment's brought me anything, actually. Well, (laughs) I. <laughs> Get that jacket back because it was well, it was fifty five yesterday. Well, you know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be at the Olive Garden because at the Olive Garden you're like family. So <laughs> if you need to be snowed anywhere, go to Olive Garden because of their endless soup bowl and breadsticks. The Olive Garden. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, thank you for that weather. Thank you for that good news. That's good news and weather with Nikolai. You're Nikolai, thank you. Oh, Bobby, it's that time of the show it's the again. Time of the show. I yeah, know. we got to thank our guests. We have to thank Henry. Bringing, uh, bringing back some Oxford wisdom. Yes. We have to thank Graham and Tim sharing their, their experiences in London and Rome with us. Yeah. And uh, we have to thank Nikolai for, for great news, great sporting news. Yeah. And some, some bad weather. But <laughs> yes, well, you know, he, you can't deliver all the time. No. No, well, he, I mean, you know, he delivered. He delivered, but, he delivered, but it was a little off. He gave us coal. He gave, you know, it was like he, he was a little late. You know, <laughs> you know, it didn't come on time. You know, it was a little delayed. Yeah, okay. But, you know, we're he's not like going to... He's like that robot you found on, uh, yeah, yeah. on you know, God Well, the, no, the robot gave up. You know, Nikolai, <laughs> does, he takes a lick in and keeps our ticket. You know, you knock him down, he gets back up again. Oh, my gosh, the Grand Inclusio. Oh. Chumbawamba, well tough thumping. Well uh, Bobby, I want to say thank you for joining me today. And I want I want to say thank you to our guests. I mean, our guest and all of you listeners. Thank you for listening to these stories. The good news is that we'll have more stories next week. Uh, you can always find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. I'm Father Ralph with my co-host Bobby Weltner, and you've been in the Red Room.